Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I'm Jenny Midgley. I'm Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. And today in the studio, we have... Saran. So Saran was on that big pitch panel. A connection. Yeah, where we were, I was representing the Girls Who Do Stuff and there was all the women that pitched to be on the show. And she and her partner do have a, a business surrounding endometriosis, which is like a huge not talked about enough topic and yep. i was like this is going to be perfect for our show yes yeah we need to talk with them because i know so many people who are dealing with that pcos yes. things that are and because in our society we don't talk about the real thing what is endometriosis oh see joe needs to be educated Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And as you get, as you lady says, it's such a huge problem that touched so many women. They say one woman out of four, and then we still don't know. Wow. So many women ask me, what is that? And what is that complicated word? But yeah, Joe, just to fill in it, to fill you in. And the matriosis is basically, it's a chronic illness that touched women. Unfortunately, it's a, one, a woman thing. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing in a way. And then basically what happened, it has to do with that pelvic area in your body where you have the lining of your uterus that grow outside of the uterus. So because of that, it's creating inflammation in your body. The crazy thing about endometriosis is there is no one symptom. There is a numerous number of symptoms and that's why it's hard to tackle because you can have a simple back pain. It could be a problem with your pelvic. It could be that you have digestive problem because the problem, the question is where are those cells growing in your body? And depending on where they are growing, they're gonna yep. basically cause issues and consequences. So for the longest time, I had back pain for years and then I was not related to, to endometriosis. I was thinking, oh, I just hurt myself at the gym and that's the consequences. So that's just a way to summarize. It's inflammation in your body. And then I can tell you that it's the only pain that they're comparing it to childbirth. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So just so yeah. we're all like clear, the endometrium is the cells, is the, the collection of cells that line the uterus. Endometriosis is when those cells grow outside of the uterus where they're not supposed to grow and they cause mm -hmm. pain and suffering. And yeah, it is. And is that what grows into the growth of that? Is that PCOS? PCOS is different. Okay, thank you. There's just ovarian syndrome. Okay. So that's where your yeah. ovaries grow cysts. But it's all in that GU area of like topics that people don't right. talk about. Exactly. And in it, and it must have been time. Sometimes people are just thinking they're just having bad period pain. They're thinking it's just normal to have period pain. So they're suffering. They're like, oh, I'm just having bad period, but they're actually having endometriosis because you're not supposed to suffer at a certain level when you're having your period. So that's why it's a topic that is not talked about so much, but so many women go to it and they don't know. So that's the hard part. Unless you really dig into it and then even to diagnosis it's so hard because they really have to go into it and then take the cells and then evaluate all that so okay that was really, the next question is how do they if people are mistaking it for oh just cramps during and pms and things like that then how do one how do people know to ask two how does it get diagnosed and things like that you know what it's it's really 
Unfortunately, you have to educate yourself. The sad part about endometriosis, not a lot of doctors are familiar with it. Not a lot of people know. So uh, to be honest with you, there is a matter of luck. There is a matter of you advocating for yourself and pushing it because you have all these symptoms and you're like, why well, there's something wrong here? Because me, for example, my story was that I was able to correlate all those symptoms getting worse when I am having my period. So that's yeah. why for me, it was a red flag. I was like, you know what? A simple pain, why it's getting worse with my period? Why I'm, I'm more, everything is worse when I am in my cycle? It's really linking. And I was lucky because my, my partner in business, Olena, that didn't make it today, she already had endometriosis. So she's like, girl, the symptoms that you're talking about are very familiar with me. I've been dealing with this for more than 20 years. It rings a bell. You should push for it. When it comes to the doctor, they do I always have a hard time pronouncing this, but it's a lack of poroscopy, whatever they say, the, the word mm -hmm. I forgot. So basically you, they have to go in and take the cells and exactly and analyze it. So that's how you okay. find out. But for me, it was really, it was a matter of luck. It was like something is wrong here. And I felt like it has to do with area of the uterus and down there and I'm like you know what I feel like there's something wrong and having a lot of cancer in my family I'm a little bit paranoid so when there is something I'm always trying to figure out what's going on gotcha so then how does it get treated that's the thing there is no one treatment there, I'd be lying if I tell you right now there is a cure for endometriosis unfortunately what you can do is endometriosis have so many different symptoms one what you can do is manage your symptoms mm -hmm. I've been living with it since I was a teenager. So more than 20 years dealing with it without knowing it. I suffered so much growing up. My parents didn't know what to do. We all thought it was just bad period pain until it really starts, you know, impacting my lifestyle. Really, my lifestyle. You can't go to work. You're missing work. You're on the floor. You're always at ER, always crying. And you're like, you know what? I need to do something about this. So after investigating, after having my diagnosis, I really had to change my mindset and be like, you know what? I need to get on top of this. I'm not going to let this put me down this way. So it really, I start educating myself, reading. And there is a book that really saved my life. It was uh, Beats Your Endo. It's written by two doctors that actually surprisingly, they were offering a holistic approach to it because the thing with endometriosis, it's a holistic disease in the sense that it touched so many parts of your body that the only way to solve it, it's a holistic approach. So I really start digging into it and then tackling it and then working with all types of professionals from a PC to really work on the pelvic area and then go do internal, you know, physical therapy to really uh, work with the muscle down there by working with the Cairo for my back pain, by working with acupuncturist because acupuncture is a big thing for, for endometriosis because they say it, because you have inflammation, your body is always on a burning mode. So you need to be able to mm -hmm. calm down that nervous system. So acupuncture is really a science that helped calm that down by changing my lifestyle completely when it comes to eating what do i put in my body really working we you know with a, with a natural path with excluding dairy really doing like drastic change in my life because eliminating basically anything that will increase inflammation because right. you already have inflammation in your body so you want to make sure that you're calming that down so unfortunately there is no one portion it's really first understanding what are you dealing with? Is it really endometriosis? Because as you know, PCOS and all the other diseases are cousin of endometriosis and sometimes the symptoms can overlap. Mm -hmm. uh, discovering, do we really have endometriosis? If you have it, how does it manifest in your body? Because some women have cysts, they have pain in different areas in your body. How does it manifest in your own body? What is your own journey? And then how can you tackle it? And then what can you do to basically manage your symptoms? Is your own experience with it what inspired you in the, for the business? 
Oh, totally. That's where it was linked because I've always been passionate about empowering women. I like my friends call me coach. I'm the, all, the, the person that they will call usually when they have issue, when they're trying to solve something. So when I start telling them, you know what I'm doing, I've been doing all this coaching, financial advisor, working with other women. But right now I really want to, I want to be a life coach. I want to actually take this to another level. And then Lena and I were actually doing a Tony Robbins seminar together. And we had this breakthrough. We're like, you know what? We have something that is called enemy choices. We leave it. We know how it impacts our life. We know that not only you have the health component, but it's emotional. It's all the you know anxiety that goes with it, the stress that goes with it, the pain, and the way it actually impacts your career, all the changes that you have to make in your life. If you have a family, how to take care of your kids when you're in those low moments. So we're like, and we want to be life coach. And then she's, she's a licensed yoga teacher, mindset, body, and all that. So we're like, let's combine that and actually focus on women and endometriosis. Let's, we're not doctors, so let's bring specialists that will be talking about the health component and how to, to help them. And then also, since we're a coach, let's offer life coaching for those women because not only we went through what they're going through, we are still living it. And let's see how we can grow together. Basically. And so one of the things that struck me that literally I was, as I was sitting here and triggered isn't the word, it was just like, I was reacting to all of the things that you were talking about that had to change as a result of this diagnosis. As women, we are conditioned, which is why we are misdiagnosed, which is why we are, are dismissed in healthcare settings and all these things, because we're told like, oh, it's just a little bit of pain. We can deal with it. So as you're talking, I'm going through this process in my head of, I have, I don't have endometriosis, but I have dysmenorrhea, which is the painful period, like the painful periods. And to the point, that like I used to miss a day of school, premenstrual migraines. I didn't know that was a thing until I knew. I didn't, all of these things that I would just be dismissive of because I was taught as a woman, as a girl, we're supposed to be dismissive. And I had to go get acupuncture and I had to go to the chiropractor and I had to do that. And I was like, I literally was like overwhelmed by the amount of yeah. change your diet and go get mm -hmm. pelvic floor PT and go, the, the logical side of the, my, my brain is going, but it's just some cells that are growing outside the uterus. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I know. I know. I know. That is I a know. lot of stuff that you have to deal with. It just is. these little bit of cells growing outside the uterus. Let's validate that like women have shit to deal with on top of all the other oh. shit they have to deal with. And thank you for starting a business to address these things. Oh, to, to, uh, you are very welcome. And then you know what? It's just, as you said, it's little cells growing, but like those cells have so much impact. And then as you said, it's like not only that you have to deal with this pain, but you have to actually come from and then I'm not here to, to really talk bad about our medical professional because they help us and they're there for us when we need them. But to be honest with you, when it comes to endometriosis, and the knowledge pool is really low. Yep. Find someone who knows what they're talking about. Forget about it. And if you don't have a strong mindset, the first time I worked into a gynecologist uh, or I mean office, he told me, girl, you have to think about having a baby because we probably will have to remove your uterus because that's the only way to deal with this yep. disease. Sometimes I spend my time crying because I remember we met a girl from the U.S. Actually, she was early 20s and then she had to remove everything. And next thing she's suffering even more now because the pain is not gone because they tell you you have to do this operation, the surgery, you have to do this, you have to remove that. But it doesn't resolve the issue. So that's why really trying to manage your symptoms and working with people that are knowledgeable. It's so important because that's changing your life. So now she's not able to conceive ever. Just because someone told her that's the solution and that's not working. I the thing that you go through, can you imagine the thing that you have to go through as an endometriosis patient or as a woman de dealing with a chronic disease? It's just awful. 
how many times like I got to go to ER and I make sure and no kidding. I make sure that I actually speak my pain, my pain even more than it's already for someone to actually take me seriously because I'm dying. And then they're just like, it's pain. We're going to give you Tylenol. Are you kidding me? You know what I'm going through right now? So it's just frustrating. This is a doctor telling me that there's nothing she can do to help me. So I literally had to stand up for myself and be like, you know what? Enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And I did it. In a year, I saw a drastic change by working with all these different people that actually knew what they were talking about and tackling the issue one step at a time. Right. Well, and I even want to, I want to go a little bit deeper too, because as a woman of color, you have to advocate twice as hard for yourself because let's not even, let's just be real. Our healthcare system is designed by men for men and for white men specifically, because we know where it came from back in the, the, we've talked, we talked about this on the episode with the heart health lady. And so if we're going to, and one of the things that we really strive to do on the show is to just get real with the things, right? Mm -hmm. So we are fully aware. And if you're listeners, if you're not aware, this is your brief education moment. Persons of color are misdiagnosed and dismissed in in all healthcare systems, whether it's the U.S. or elsewhere, where it's a, a predominantly white dominant, that there is institutionalized racism and sexism within the healthcare systems. And so when you are already in pain and going to the emergency room repeatedly for an issue that, and then people are telling you the only the only answer is to have a hysterectomy. And the reason it doesn't address the problem is because the cells are still living in your body. Like, I know. They're already, out. <laughs> they're already outside of your uterus. Like, it, it just takes, anyway. That is logical. The cells are, the reason is the cells are already freaking out of the uterus. That's the whole reason right. the diagnosis exists. If a person or a normal, like, non-nurse, non-educated yeah. on the, they would be like, doctor said, in right, order to right. fix and that's, this, yes, that's what I was going to ask. Yes. Yeah. And then when you Google endometriosis, they say it's common, right? Like 200,000 cases diagnosed in, in a year. And then you go and look on the thing and it's, oh, it affects 2 to 10% of women. Mm-hmm. So there's an 8% standard deviation. What? No, that can't be accurate. It's probably closer <laughs> to 10 to 15%. Because it's underreported, underdiagnosed, underaddressed. For sure. And so then you're ending and you're like, and then you don't know where to go. So you go to the doctor and the doc and you trust the doctor. Right. Women. Oh, I would be hella, like hella angry if I. If they took your uterus. And then I still have girls. No. Yeah. Y'all would not want to see that. I would not have any money to see that actually. No. Oh, totally. I would own and then yeah, you <laughs> would own the everything. <laughs> and then, right, and then like, here's, you know, you know what? I, but that, like we're making light of it because it's an uncomfortable topic, and we can't even imagine being in that situation. No, it hurts my heart it, for people it, that that's it in their does, experience. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. and I wanted to say we're not. It sounds like we're making light, but we're not. We're right. like angered by it, and yes. then we go to because it's not okay. No. and the doctors then it's their ethical and 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 uh, professional responsibility. Yes. To educate themselves. Let me take out your uterus and you can never have a baby again, but we're not going to resolve the problem. Yeah, no, unacceptable. Uh, Totally. And you know what? Uh, That book, again, her Beat Your Endo, uh, they're they're talking about a conference that they do, I think, every couple of years where OB and gynecologists get together for a conference and to see where they are when it comes to their knowledge. And then she, they're explaining how when it comes to endometriosis, they realize that the gap of knowledge is so low 
that most of their colleagues don't know how to tackle it, how to mm -hmm. deal with it. So it's a reality. And then unfortunately, as an endometriosis patient, when you go to a doctor, there's three things that they're going to tell you. Painkiller, surgery, yep. hormones. Those are their three solutions. So it's up to you if you want to do that. And then I'm not saying for some people, the thing is the hormone, unfortunately, all the solution, they actually touch the surface because they numb your pain. Mm -hmm. They hide it, but they don't resolve it. They're so numb. I personally, because exactly, because I, I have cancer in my family, I was like, okay, I'm not taking hormone. I'm not going to take painkiller my entire life. And I'm not doing surgery when I know that there's chances that it's not going to resolve. And then don't get me wrong. There's some women, surgery will work because they will tackle that exact cell and take it out. But so for some women, it's just going to grow in other parts of your body. So everybody has the choice to do what works for them. For me, a holistic approach first to see, can I actually deal and tackle this by without having to do with these three ways. For sure, I was taking painkiller because since I was young, I was taking it. But what I did with time is I decreased how much I'm taking. I changed what painkiller I'm taking to make sure I'm really lowering it. And then now it's crazy taking four, four to six to 10 to only one. And it's only one time a month to mm -hmm. basically not taking anything. So it's really, it's, for all I'm saying is when it comes to endometriosis is being an advocate for yourself, mm -hmm. yeah. stepping up and then making your own choice and then mainly learning about it. Knowledge is everything. I really think that knowledge is potential power. Once you have that knowledge, you start taking action for yourself and stepping up. And unfortunately, you were overwhelmed by all the stuff that I have to do. So you can just imagine living it. How <laughs> it's actually overwhelming. What's interesting is so I I I'm looking I looked up the book while um the beating endo by Iris or Buck and Amy. And it's a physician and a physical therapist. Mm. So, yeah. And then through that, right, like that takes you down the And If you like this, you also may. Okay. And the other books are hormone regulation through diet, which people don't know is a thing. Like go speak to a dietitian, as Saran was saying. Mm. And all of these books are written by with, and if it's written by a man, there's a woman component. <laughs> and there's a woman off a co-author or like, yeah. so all the ones that I'm seeing, I'm not saying that's all, all that's a comprehensive list. But it's very interesting to me that like a lot, like the majority of this is is really just focused on uh, lifestyle, which is another supporting point for the fact that our society thrives on sick care, not health care. Okay, mm -hmm. don't get me on that soapbox. Mm -hmm. And then also there's a like glaring statement that came up in some of these searches also that was like, did you know that women on average suffer for 10 years before being accurately diagnosed. Yeah. Can you and imagine? That's sorry. Yeah. 10 for years. me, it will be 20, 20 years. It was literally 20 years. Yeah. Because it started. Because if you think about when puberty starts, right? Yeah. And then you may not actually, because as your hormones are developing, those symptoms may actually not start for mm. another five or six years after you start menstruating. And then, mm. what? Yeah. Can you, I yeah. can't. It's just, and then that's what I was it's saying, right, that like, it's sad. breaks me down. It, it is so sad. people that are listening, because sometimes when we listen and we hear things that feel too heavy, too much, too overwhelming, we're like, yep, no, I'm just going to turn off and go in denial and be like, that's not me. I don't have that. I'm not dealing with those issues. How do you help women that are in that space? 
Exactly. And then that's just such a good point that you're bringing up because as people that don't even deal with it, you guys are overwhelmed. So imagine if you're already dealing with the pain, the consequences, and now you have to do all these things to save yourself. It's like too much. And that's really where we come to help women. First, we're like, there is two components of this. As I said at the beginning, there is a health component where you have to take action and get on top of that. And there is yourself. And then that's why we call ourselves her power beyond endo, because your, your disease doesn't define you. Your situation doesn't define you. There is a woman behind that. And we want to make sure that women thrive. And unfortunately, endometriosis is that chronic illness that actually puts you down and sometimes stops you from your dream. So we're like, how can we help women? So let's make sure that first the people that we deal with are knowledgeable. The people that we deal with have experience with women with endometriosis. And they're not only telling you those three ways of doing it, pain, surgery, or hormone. They have other alternative ways that they're using to help them. Let's bring those women to light so that they can speak to women. So we usually have our social media that we use a lot. And we have different guests that we try to do you know, every month so that they can speak about other top, topics basically to empower women. And also as a life coach, we also offer life coaching to women, especially women to endometriosis. So we usually start with the free discovery session where we get to talk about what's your situation, how can we help you, how can we work together. And then from there, if you think that working with us will help you in your journey, we really start tackling every area of your life. Like it's not just about your endometriosis, it's about how is this impacting your career? How is this impacting your dreams? How is this impacting your relationship? Because some things that are not talked about, endometriosis impact your sexual life. Yes, I was about to ask you, how is it impacting your sex life? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, it like breaks some relationship because you're always in pain. So next thing you know, as a woman, you're closing yourself to having sex with your partner and then they can't understand it. It's not everybody that's going to be sure. understanding that. So how to tackle this conversation, how to, to improve all those areas and then how to actually have people around you that understand your disease, how to even explain at your work that Listen, I'm not trying to, to, to run away from work here. I'm missing it because I have a serious problem. When I, because I also work with financial advisors. I'm in a, in a world of men mm -hmm. in the financial industry. So having to explain sometimes, you know what? You have to cover this meeting for me because I'm actually on the floor right now, guy. Right. I remember one time I was on a video call with my colleagues in a meeting. And then I knew that I was going to have an attack right away. Next thing you know, they just saw me disappearing from the video because I was on the floor crying and Olena had to run to come call ER and ambulance to take me. And that's the thing about endometriosis. You never know when you're going to have the next crisis. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be ready. So being able to even explain that around you. And then I've been on all these different panels where you have women that actually have anxiety. They're breaking down. So that emotional support is that where we come as life coach, really trying to bring back that light in you while we're also giving you tools to educate yourself on the manner and then make the decision that are right for you. So that's basically how our platform helps women. Right, right. So you're addressing the, basically instead of a band-aid, you're like, we're going to dig in and address the, like the ripple effects of endometriosis is a ripple exactly. into your mental health and emotional well-being of your anxiety. And it can ripple yeah. out into your career of if you get yeah. hit by an attack, it might, like you said, in a meeting one day, you don't know what it's going to have your relationships yeah. and your sex life, how you are able to show up in your family with your kids. There might be a day where you're like, I, there is no parenting happening today. Like I'm completely yeah. incapacitated right yeah. now. Well, and exactly. I think it's also important to address, right? Do you see these women coming to you with their like challenges with their employers, right? It's not totally. being able to feel like either. First of all, let me just be clear. If you ask for time off, your employer does not have the right to ask you why. 
<laughs> like they don't need to know why you need time off and they don't need to know why you're sick unless there's like a policy that says like, if you're going to be out for a few days, you need to follow your procedures, your policies and procedures in your employee handbook. However, so do you see a challenge with the conversations that we have around the expectations of the employer-employee relationship when it comes to especially female-related health conditions? Oh, wait, totally. Because the thing is with endometriosis, it doesn't just come when you have your period. That's, that's the thing. For me, I remember sometimes it was during the period, sometimes it was during the ovulation time. So sometimes it was a random time. So the thing is, yes, maybe you have an employer that is understanding that you're missing work. First, every month is it's certain that you're going to miss it depending yeah. on your period and how it's going. But it can be more than that. So I think the, the challenge that women are having sometimes is the reoccurrence. The fact that you're having it all the time. So how can you explain that you're actually missing a lot of things all the time. And I remember talking about, I don't remember her, I'm not going to say her name, but I remember she was a CEO of a company and I don't know if it was a book. I can't remember if I talked to her and she was telling me how she had to basically give up a little bit more responsibility because she couldn't navigate her endometriosis and her career. So even having a balance and then mm -hmm. finding a, a middle and then trying mm -hmm. to see how do I manage this? And I personally, I, when I was working with all these financial advisors and, and mainly working with men, I needed to be crude and then explain them. This is what's happening in my body. This is what's causing me. And this is what's happening to me. And I know it's hard to understand, but yeah, one day, but I, I didn't enjoy that day when I disappeared on the video, but it was an example for them because they were, they were, they were like, what's going on? When they called me on my phone, I'm crying and I'm on the floor. They're like, Jer, you were just talking. Like, what happened? Okay, this is endometriosis in my life. This is what it is. This is what I've been talking about. But it's really hard to explain to women. So let alone men. So that's, that's why education and really educating people around you, it's important. And so as a leader who uh, has a team, I think you bring up a great point because there was someone on my team for the longest time and there was a lot of health issues, but it was never disclosed what those health issues were. And I am not in a place to, I'm not in a place to ask if you volunteer that I'm in a place to make it right. safe for you yep. to share that and discuss it with me. And so from the uh, employer end, I was going, like I was flying blind of, I don't know how to support you. I don't know how, I don't know what's happening. Right. Yeah. I just know that you're sick a lot and that you're in the hospital a lot. That would have been so helpful if there was that level of transparency of this is what's going on, because then I could have right. supported better. I could have said, I mean, because I was doing the best I could, but I was still flying blind. I didn't know what right. I was dealing with. And I want an employer and, and team leaders and, and those in charge, just listen for a second, okay? If you could create a space where your male and female employees, both like any gender, gender neutral, non-binary, LGBTQA, whatever, are able to come and you can just say, look, I don't need to know what's going on. Just please help me understand how I can best support. I value you as a member of this organization, this team, whatever. I challenge you to create that space for the people who you work closely with and work for you. Because A, there's a power imbalance right off the bat, right? There's a power imbalance of this. And we've talked about this, like in charge versus part of the team. Like somebody is going to be the leader. It is what it is. However, you can create the space to be able to say, and, and to have people feel comfortable to trust mm -hmm. and know that it is the safe space where they can come to you and be like, look, I appreciate that 
I, I, I don't need to disclose. That's fine. But here's what I'm going. Here's what I can set up. Can I work from home? One, can I plan to work from home one day a week? And maybe that one day a week is on the fly, or maybe I have to call out whatever. Am I able to structure my days? If you know that you typically wake up and are shit and you do better in the evening, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Or vice true. versa, right? If by two yeah. o'clock, you're done. Can I, we're, our, our systems are set up on this factory model of going and, and industrialization where, these shifts were eight to five and it's a lot of yeah. us are not in that world anymore. And it's a great space. And that's why schools are it's, it the way they are. That's why, look, I, I totally appreciate the structure of some of those systems because when I left that structure because of the, the ADHD and the neurodiversity piece of my brain, when I left that structure, I tanked. I didn't know that I needed the structure, but I need the structure. And so, and that's, so it's valid. Right. But there is a point at which it can be valid and you can have the structure and you can support people who don't maybe fit into that box. Right. Yes. It's both. Totally. Yeah. And and, it, and it coming back to your point when you're saying that it's really you wish that that employee actually shared how you can help them. It's so important because what I realized is by opening up with people around me, they were actually giving me suggestion coming back to what you're saying. To tell me, you don't, you don't need to take a day off. When you have a week the entire year, you don't need to take a day off. What about you just work from home? When you feel better, come back online. They were suggesting that. They were like, don't take just a, a, a day off or a non-pay day. Just, uh, just change. Go feel, get better for a couple hours and go. Because the thing with the endo, you can flare up right now. The crazy thing is when you disappear, it's nothing never happens. Right. It's like it disappears. It's like childbirth, I guess. It's like it the disappears. Is, like you forget about yeah. everything. It's like nothing happened. So because of that, you don't maybe have to do the, the full day off. And then my colleagues, people were being understanding. Now they knew when there is an endometriosis crisis, they know what's going on. They know how to talk to me. So it's, it, it, I don't know if it's sad, but I personally think find power and energy of empowering people mm -hmm. around me and telling me how it works yep. and then how I react to it and then what I expect from them. And then it was working perfectly. They were understanding when I send an email, everybody know what's going on and everybody leave me alone. So, yep, you yep, know? exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Love it, yep. love it. I, I think that it's just so important that we continue to have these conversations and that if you have these platforms, right, to use them to elevate mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. discussions. Right. Because mm -hmm. I think that first comes awareness. I don't believe that people are going around maliciously. I, I think our medical system is structured in the way that medical education system is structured. All of these things are not maliciously trying to necessarily, but once we're aware, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's ignorance, <laughs> it's not malice. So, right. but now we're aware. Like it's it's one of those things that has always gotten me I, like I've always been boggled by the way that American medicine does residencies that you have to be on for 36 hours. Why? What the fuck sense does that make? So you're going into the emergency room and you're seeing a doctor who's on hour 35. I'd be like, can I get there 36 hours? I know. Who just started the shift? I know. Who just started? Who literally is that? Who's, you know, wife is about to go into labor or who's literally like, no, why? Yeah. Why do we do that? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. However, like you're aware of it, so you can ask the question. So there's two conversations I think that are really important that are coming out of this. It's empowering ourselves to mm. find the support and the education and the information so yeah. that we can be our best advocates 
and sharing that information with our employers, with our partners, with our friends and, and communities so that we can be supported in that space mm -hmm. and feel safe. And I can't, it's hard to be compassionate about something I don't know and don't understand. Exactly. exactly. Totally. Totally. Exactly. Mm -hmm. totally. And the other side of this is just using your platforms for good. Yeah. Oh, yes. For sure. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Totally. So, Alrighty, so Ron, please yeah. tell us how our listeners can connect. With we are on social media. We're on Instagram, Her Power Beyond Endo. Uh, we also have a close private uh, Facebook group. Same thing, Her Power Beyond Endo, the international squad. Our email, it's herpowerbeyondendo at gmail.com. You can just DM us. It's Her Power Beyond Endo everywhere. Every platform you try, we're there. So just reach out to us and it would be happy to chat. Thank you so much for bringing this level of awareness and advocacy and empowerment to us and to our listeners. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do, do you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.